Welcome to your found family podcast where we don't just have a heart to heart, we connect soul to soul. I'm your host, Lizzie, a certified coaching practitioner who found family outside of blood family. In our found family, you are accepted and assured that you are not alone. Subscribe and tune in for educational and empowering soul chats with women from all over the world, talking about well-being, personal growth and development, and mental and emotional health. Today's episode is a segment that I am calling Notes to Self. I love the app called Notes on the iPhone. I'm not entirely sure if the Androids have them. I'm going to guess yes, just because it's 2019 and what phone wouldn't have some type of app like that. Um, I got my iPhone about three and a half-ish years ago, a little late to the iPhone party in comparison to my roommates and friends. Shout out, fam. I know that I was the reason why you guys could not create group chats. And yes, you had to see that ugly green. Sorry, but here we are. <laughs> Love the iPhone. Big fan. So, you know, for the notes app, most of the time, I would say, we use it to write notes to ourselves. And my phone is very low on storage. And so I have been going through various apps, deleting some, going through some, praying that things are not going to get deleted or edited in any way. But as I was going through my phone, I was scrolling back on some of my notes to self from either months ago, years ago, and now looking into it, I'm like, holy shit, these are so good and so juicy, I have to share them. So one of the more recent notes was from... March 14th. So I always put dates on my notes to self. I don't include times, but I always put dates so that on a day like today, which today just so happens to be Saturday, October 26th, it's not going to be Saturday, October 26th when this airs, but just to kind of give you guys like a scenario of where I am as I'm speaking to you right now. So it's like a little bit of time traveling. It's kind of cool. You're listening to this on a different day, but it's actually Saturday, October 26th. Whoa. Okay. So this one from March 14th says, I see myself as a burden to other people. Anytime that I feel like the luggage I bring into the relationship is too heavy or not something that someone would want to quote unquote deal with, I get anxious. I think this is because my mom made me feel like a burden. Example. She'd buy me something and then make me feel like it was something that took away her time and energy so I would feel badly about it even if I didn't want that thing to begin with. So first of all, props to Lizzie from March 14th for that self-awareness mic drop at the end. Great job for identifying that, you know, I think it's because my mom made me feel like a burden because, I mean... I'm just going to say, this is not like a statistic or scientifically proven, but I'm going to say nine and a half times out of 10, something that we experience as adults is a direct reflection to how we felt or experienced something in childhood. Now, sometimes childhood could be like early teens. Maybe you totally smooth, you know, went smooth sailing through your early stages of life and, you know, I don't know, you were just totally like vibing with the universe. Nothing was bothering you. You picked up on like love and good vibes. Props. I'm jealous. That's awesome. <laughs> really, really great. 
the truth is we're human beings. Shit happens. Life, you know, throws things at you. You got to deal with things, whether it's bullying or, you know, um, just like not loving your body, like whatever it is, right? We're humans. We go through this. It's normal. It doesn't feel like it's normal when you're going through it. Life really sucks when you're experiencing these negative self-talk. But my point is, is that we all experience these, you know, negative self-talks at some level. And it typically stems from when we were young people. So, you know, I recognize that the feeling of being a burden to other people is probably like, well, not probably, it's a universal feeling, right? There are many times in life where you most likely have felt like a burden to someone. And this burdening feeling, I want to encourage you to dig deep on why you feel like a burden. So Lizzie from March understood that she sees herself as a burden to other people because her mom made her feel like a burden. And the example that I shared about buying stuff and making her feel guilty about it, my mom used to buy me stuff, whether it was like, I would literally come home, I was in middle school, I didn't know how to dress myself because like, you know, who does at that age? My mom was an image consultant as a, you know, newlywed and she had her own business and she was very conscious about her image and you know whatever how people perceived her so obviously she had a daughter so I'm sure to a degree there was this part of her you know as a as a little baby mama like you know I don't know baby mama is not the right terminology but you know what I mean she was a mom with like a new baby and she was a little newbie mom that's what I'm trying to say a newbie mom I'm sure she was like, yay, I have a daughter. I can totally make her an extension of me and like dress her up and, you know, treat her like Barbie because that's what, you know, whatever. I don't know if all moms are like that, but I'm sure most moms are like, yay, a daughter. I can go shopping for her and buy her cute things. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I guess that's the other thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I just know that as an adult now, knowing that my mom also suffered from mental health, I recently learned that she has narcissistic personality disorder. Like I didn't know this back then. I didn't even know this like a couple of like months or years ago. I just found this shit out like a month ago. So, you know, here we are. I, I recognize that she has mental health. I recognize that, you know, she didn't mean to do certain things. Obviously these are all like how she acted and how I perceived things, just how I dealt with things and tried to cope and make sense of everything. But all I know is that when I would come home, when I was a middle schooler and there were outfits laid out on my bed that I didn't ask for, I didn't want, I didn't go shopping with her to like vet through it. I just came home and like it was all on my bed for me. Now, some kids would have been like, wow, thanks mom, that's awesome. Like I'm so happy, I don't have to go shopping. I felt growing up like I didn't have a voice, that I didn't have an opinion because my mom dictated everything for me. So when she would come home with outfits and put them on my bed, in my mind, I didn't swear back then, but like in my mind, I was definitely thinking something along the lines of like, what the fuck? I had no say in this. I'm disrespected by your action because I feel that this did not contribute to my 
you know, I didn't get to make a choice in this. I didn't get to contribute to this purchase. And so that translates now as an adult, like I don't know if you guys are aware of the, the five love languages, but one of the love languages is gift giving. And I don't feel loved when someone gives me a gift. Do I appreciate it? Yeah. Do I like it? Depends on the gift, right? Am I right? You know, but generally speaking, I don't like to give, I don't like to get gifts because I just don't feel loved. I feel like it was done with, you know, a hidden agenda or now great, I have to buy something for that person back or I need to owe it. Like I felt like I was constantly needing to owe something back. And so this, this, again, this burden, I'm like, great. She bought me shit. Now I have to like, I don't know, go hang out with her or do something. But deep down, I didn't feel that kind of connection because what I energetically picked up or interpreted from her mental health was that there was a conditional love. So, okay, if you act like me, think like me, dress like me, I'm going to love you more and give you more. But I didn't want that. So that was like a huge disconnect as we were growing. You know, as I was growing up, she had no idea what I was actually dealing with or what I was thinking because I never spoke my mind because that was the other thing. God forbid I said how I was feeling about something. She would make me feel like, well, that's not really how, you th- how you're feeling. You think you're feeling these things, but really what you're feeling is this, which again, took away my power, took away my voice, took away the choice that I had to make. Like, no, I'm pissed. I'm not, I don't think I'm pissed. I'm pissed. You know what I mean? Like, so when someone in your life either has narcissistic personality disorder or acts like that, I mean, maybe, maybe the person in your life who makes you feel that way has narcissistic personality disorder. Go Google it. I mean, it is absolutely wild when I read articles about how like the product being the adult byproduct of someone, you know, a narcissistic parent it's like these articles are written about me. And so I can say these things with more confidence and more self, you know, I'm like more self aware and I love myself more now because I recognize that all the things that I dealt with as a young person were literally just like, it was because of what I was going through back then. So I want you to ask yourself, why do you feel like you're a burden? What deeper issue is rooted underneath that layer of you being a burden? There's got to be a reason. People are not born with the feelings of like guilt, shame, you know, um, guilt, shame, fear. Like all of these things are learned as we grow up, as we experience things. And so this feeling of like guilt and shame that I experienced forever were because of my upbringing. And so when I learned these things, you know, self-awareness is a beautiful thing because it's, 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 there's so much power in self-awareness. And I've been tweeting about this a ton about how self-awareness is literally the most important thing towards transformation, period, end of story. The more you know about yourself, the more empowered you are to help yourself go through something, manage something, cope with something. You know, at the root of all of my issues, my obsessive compulsive disorder is a direct reflection of my anxiety disorder. And my, as my therapist said, 
I have obsessive compulsive disorder as a way to cope with my anxiety. So with all of this knowledge, I'm like, cool, dude, you're awesome. You're woke. Your chakras are aligning. You're seeing through your third eye. Like everything is great. And I love that. And with the self-awareness, with all this beautiful magic of like, yes, I feel empowered. I feel great. I'm, I'm learning more about myself. There also is a level of like, holy shit, that's really deep. And there's like more layers that then need to be uncovered. So let me paint a picture for you. Archaeologists, right? Like people who just, whatever, even like dinosaurs. Let's say that someone was out there and they start digging, dusting dirt off of things. I'm not trying to like downplay what goes into it. I don't know the science and, and what tools are being used. I'm just saying like the reality of the situation is people are literally digging through the earth and finding things. So they find a, they find a bone. Well, okay, cool. Well, whose bone is this? What does it belong to? What does it connect with? So what do they do? They keep digging. Eventually, the more bones that are uncovered and linked together, the, the picture is formed. Okay, so this is a T-Rex. This is a, you know, whatever. I don't know dinosaurs, but you know, my, you know what I'm trying to say. So it's the same thing that I'm realizing with self-awareness is that when you go digging into your subconscious and you start unraveling things like, oh, right. Okay, so I feel like I'm a burden. This is why. That's great. You found a piece. Don't be afraid to dig deeper because it might be scary. Not might. It will be scary as you keep digging in deeper, right? Like even if we're using this metaphor of digging for dinosaur bones, let's just say that instead of it being at the surface, I'm sure people had to dig even deeper. But let's just say that the person never like got out of their hole. Let's just say that they, you know, were literally digging a hole into the earth deeper, 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 deeper. And they had to in order to go find more of these bones. So as you go deeper, you equip yourself with more things to give you the ability to dig deeper. You bring a flashlight, you bring a friend, you bring music to keep you company, like whatever it is that you take with you on this hunt for more bones, it's all for the purpose of figuring out other pieces, how they link and what the picture is. And so that's what my journey has taken me on so far is like, and I recognize that, you know, every single time, again, I learn something new about myself. There's something else that can be learned. I try to sit with my newfound discoveries, you know, and just kind of like, again, using the analogy of like the dinosaur bone, like look at it, be intrigued by it, sit with it and be like, wow, that's so cool before I start digging again. Cause you know, I don't want to overwhelm myself, but you know, with this newfound or recently newfound epiphany of like, wow, this is why I see myself as a burden. I, I didn't want to bring so much luggage into my relationship with my boyfriend. You know, like I wanted, I almost thought to myself before going into this relationship, like, oh, I wish that I, you know, shipped my luggage to Cuba and like left that shit there because I didn't want to bring it with me into the relationship. But the reality is you have to travel with your luggage. Like you can take stuff out of your luggage. You can put stuff in your luggage. You can... You have the power to figure out what goes inside that luggage. But the truth is, you have to bring it around with you. You can't be a friend, a daughter, a colleague, a 
whatever, fur mom, right? Unless like you like you have to carry the luggage into all of those relationships with you. They're called memories, you know, like you can't just like a computer, just auto control, whatever, control, alt, delete everything from your past and go into something without that luggage, like without the luggage, they will inevitably come into your relationship. The key here is accepting that luggage, not looking at it as a burden, but looking at it as, okay, like my suitcase has a couple of scuffs or it's missing, you know, like a chunk of the tire because I remember that one time when I was in Spain and I got drunk and I fell. I mean, these are all metaphors, but right, like I remember what happened to that wheel and it's okay. Like you, you can look at that wheel, remember what happened, but then you have the choice to say, okay, well, I'm going to take that wheel and go buy a new one and replace it so that I don't have to keep lugging that wheel. When you look at your suitcase, you're still going to remember like, oh, it was the, the back left wheel, you know, that was, that had the chip. Like you'll still remember it was there, but it won't hurt you as badly. And when you know that you have the ability to replace it, it gives you a sense of power and comfort. And so I, you know, going back to what I've said, like anytime that I feel like the luggage that I bring into a relationship is too heavy or not something that someone would want to deal with, I get anxious. And I know that that was something that really was like revving up my ROCD when I first entered into my relationship because I was obsessing over all of these details. Like, you know, my boyfriend doesn't have obsessive compulsive disorder and I do. That must be like too much for him to handle. You know, I, I don't know how I can be in a relationship like this because he's going to think I'm a burden or that I have so much like weight on my shoulders and I don't want to drop it on his foot or drop it on his face or like... I don't want to drop it, period. I want to have my shit together all the time. I want to seem to him like I have my life figured out and all of these things. But how, first of all, like I'm starting to look at it like how boring would that be? If all of us were perfect, if all of us like didn't have luggage or if we didn't have things that we brought to the table, you know, like I really think that it would almost be too boring because as I'm training to become a life coach, I'm learning about six human needs that we all have, and one of them is variety. We need, we crave variety in our lives. If things are the same all the time, it might feel nice at first, and for those of us who suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder, like sure, order and certainty are nice to haves, but it does get boring after a while, and it does kind of get like boring. And so I'm challenging myself, and now again, like in October, like a couple of months later, I recognize and honor myself and thank myself for writing this note. I've since, you know, March 14th, looked at it differently. I There have been times since this note was written that I've thought like, oh shit, like I have so much that I'm carrying on my shoulders. Like I don't want my boyfriend to think that I'm that I'm too much to deal with. Like I don't want him to to feel anxious to even be with someone like me because I have a lot going on. We all have a lot going on. And it's okay. Like the beauty of finding and staying and being with someone who, you know, and this could be like a friend, um, doesn't have to be a romantic partner, but like we are all on a mission to find people in our lives who are on the same level as we are, who are on the same, you know, <clears throat> like have the same interests as us, have the same, 
you know, whatever. Like we try to find people who we vibe with. And when you find those people, they don't see these things as a burden. It's so easy for me to look at my friends and be like, okay, all of my friends know that I have a big personality. I'm extroverted. I talk a lot. I ask questions more than once because I have horrible memory. And like, sometimes I feel like a burden because I just have horrible memory and I forget shit. But like, I recognize that my friends love and accept me as I am anyway, despite these things that I quote unquote think are a burden. So why then do I think, or did I think, you know, that like these things are more of a burden to my boyfriend than they are to my friends. And it's because like when you put yourself in a position where you're in a relationship, it's something that you can't control. Like maybe friendships don't feel as scary because Friends, you know, like, I don't know. There's a level of, okay, well, this person's going to love me regardless. Like, we're not romantic. I'm not turning to them to fill my needs. I'm not looking for their approval necessarily. I'm not looking for their love and affection. So we kind of, I don't want to say dismiss it, but we're less likely to be super affected by our friends than we are a romantic partner. And again, I recognize now that like, you know, even though my boyfriend doesn't have obsessive compulsive disorder. Like he's human. There are other things that, that we talked about and you know, maybe he felt like he was being a burden, but if he, um, I mean, he, he, it's like, I don't know if he ever felt that way, but I'm sure to a degree, a lot of us feel that way that when we're in our own minds thinking like, Oh my God, I'm going through something challenging right now. Maybe you just moved or you just changed jobs or you just got fired like shit happens and you are going to feel a type of way as a result of what just happened to you. And if you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm anxious and depressed and now how is my boyfriend going to deal with me or how is my friend going to deal with me? Like because they love and support you unconditionally, they're going to want to help you. I mean, that's one thing that like, you know, with my boyfriend, like as he was going through certain things, like I wanted to be there for him. I wanted to be there to love and support him and to offer advice and just love like even if you don't have something to say that can help change something or make something you know a little bit lighter for that person even just hearing them out and being there for them is enough and and that is what you know since this note I'm sure it's come up many a times like because I I do remember voicing this to him because I'm very open in communicating my feelings with my boyfriend that's one thing that Thank God we established like very early on in our relationship. I said, listen, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I need to know what you're thinking and I need you to know what I'm thinking because I don't want to be left guessing because it makes me anxious. And I need, I mean, it is, it is definitely like, you know, a compulsion to seek reassurance, but I definitely recognize that, that I'm the kind of person who needs to have communication as the foundation of anything even for my friends because I'm very open with my friends I tell them everything too um you know even people that I just recently meet like I just met a neighbor yesterday and she's actually a therapist and helps with families but you know I unloaded everything and I was like here's my life story and she reciprocated and that's really great so I think that's the other thing to mention too if you need something if one of your human needs are not being met in the relationships that you're in, you know, first of all, try to have a conversation and voice them for sure. 
But secondly, like be mindful that not everyone's going to vibe with it. And that's okay. Like at the end of the day, again, yes, diversity and inclusion, you know, in friendship groups, in companies, like those are all things that are necessary for just everything, evolution, for personal growth and development. Like at the core though, it's really helpful when we can feel like someone understands us and when we feel like we can vibe with those with that person. So be on the lookout, you know, like as you grow in your self-development and as you become more self-aware, you're you're going to like naturally the the universe is literally just going to bring you people who vibe at your level. Like that's just the frequencies and how how like these vibrations work. And I've like listened to so many podcasts about frequencies and vibrations. I definitely encourage you guys to like check that out too. It's really cool and really interesting, but that is just, you know, I'm like such a firm believer in, um, you know, putting out good vibes. And, and I think that as we, again, become more self-aware, we start to, in turn, act differently. So it's not that I'm trying to change myself. I'm trying to understand myself. And in understanding myself, changes are made. And that's like a really light and airy way to think about these things is that you don't have to change things about other people or change other change things about yourself. The goal is to understand yourself. The goal is to become more self-aware so that the transformation can happen. And naturally, I mean, think about, for example, when you go see a movie that transcends you, you know, it, it leaves you feeling good vibes, whether it's a comedy or a romantic movie or like whatever it is that you like, just envision yourself going to a movie, watching a movie that makes you feel happy and good and you leave that movie. You're left with that feeling of like, yeah, I feel like happier. And I would bet that once you leave that movie feeling that way, Maybe, maybe you like, I don't know, tell your friend like, oh my God, like I'm so happy you came with me or like maybe you, I don't know, all of a sudden are moved to text your, you know, brother or sister and say like, hey, like I hope you're having a great day. Like I've noticed that when I raise my frequency, raise my vibration and and just do things that make me go to that headspace, I don't even need to be consciously aware of like what I'm doing, but subconsciously I just start doing things that continue to pass on that good vibe. So I'm not even like thinking about it. So I'm not trying to change myself. It just happens. It just naturally happens. When you're in a happy state, happy things just seem to come to you. And, and you know, obviously it's the roller coaster of life. And I think that, you know, for those of you listening who like, I hope it's not a triggering thing to be like, okay, well, great. You know, everything's really happy and rosy right now, but like, Usually when that happens and something, you know, else happens, that's not so happy. Like that's normal. That's called life. I need you to just do yourself a favor and accept that you're not always going to be like in this euphoric high state and that's okay. Like imagine if you were on a roller coaster and it was just going up. Like it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a ride. You would literally just be going up and then what are you supposed to do? Go to heaven? Like it like <laughs> in not heaven, like literally, I'm just saying like you would just literally keep going up and up and up until, you know, you would, I guess, just be in, in the atmosphere. You'd be like, you know, in space, I guess I should say. So 
that happens and it's okay. I think that, again, like another really big lesson that I'm learning is just accepting all of these things, which I think is a really great way to kind of come to a close on this segment episode is that, you know, I have really just come to accept the fact that I have a luggage and it's, it's been thrown around, you know, like it says handle with care, but those guys who throw them into the airplane, they're like, whatever, there's probably nothing in here that's going to break. It's fine. And they just throw it and it has bumps and scratches and like whatever. But even though I have all those things, I still love and accept myself. And I still love and accept that my relationship has this luggage with me and that I am working through them with my partner. I am working through them with my friends. I am working through them with even like colleagues and new people that I meet because that is called progress. That is called healing. That is called recovery. So in these little moments, just think to yourself, why am I really feeling this way? Like what is the root cause? And then don't be afraid to take out your little utensils and go digging. Make sure that, again, if you're doing it at surface level, you're in a safe space. And if you find the need to go deeper by yourself, do it. But make sure that you bring things with you. Again, flashlight, music, whatever, you know, these metaphors can translate into your real life. And if you're deep in the hole and your flashlight ran out of batteries and your phone died so you can't listen to music anymore and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to go any deeper because I'm too afraid to go down there, then reach out to a therapist. Like, go seek professional help. That's why they're there. And, and you know, life coaches are there from a non-medical um, like perspective, but life coaches are there to help you figure out what some of these triggers might be, and they will give you action items and steps to move forward um, in a positive way. But I would definitely say that depending on how your body and your mind is reacting to the digging, if it gets to a point where you're feeling anxious or you know in a state of depression or what have you, definitely go to a therapist, not a life coach. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I'm definitely going to continue doing segments like this. I hope that, yeah, I hope that you're, you're feeling the good vibe. Go forth, conquer your day. You are a badass. I'm proud of you. Thank you for listening. You are awesome. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next week for a new topic. To help spread the good vibes, please share this episode with friends and family, or if you share on social, be sure to tag me at Coach Lizzie.